0: And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you, guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters. What's up, everybody? Mike here. Episode 128 of the Life of a Fighter podcast. And today we're going to be going over goal setting and outcome management. Something that is one of the biggest parts to reaching our goals but i feel is seldomly talked about and something that we focus a lot on both myself and all the coaches that um we work with and that work for us to help our clients reach their goals so i wanted to give this both for fitness professionals out there that listen and also to our clients or just fitness enthusiasts out there that are listening whether you're again an athlete you're a student you're first time um person getting into the gym or a seasoned veteran when it comes to training, this is something that's going to benefit you right away, especially if you implement it as soon as possible. Before we jump into the details of today's podcast, as always, got to give a shout out to our sponsors and advertisers that make this possible. First, we're going to mention uh, Lights Mountain Boxing, the headband, and you can find them on Instagram at Reflexo Boxer number one. You can check that link below in their handle to get over there and what they did was they sent us um, or sent me a headband that has an elastic cord coming off of it on the other end. It attaches to a racquetball sized um, little padded ball and the idea is it's a hand eye coordination piece of equipment for boxing. So if you think about those, if you've ever seen paddles that have an elastic cord coming out tied to a ping pong sized ball and you're just trying to hit it as many times in a row as you can, same kind of concept but this is going to be for boxing. So you put it on your head, has the elastic band, you start punching it and obviously the more you punch it the more it's going to move the faster it'll start to move and build momentum and then it's going to come at you so you can even work head movement with it you can work on again the hands eye coordination or just hand speed especially as you pick up the pace you have to continuously fire your hands at that consistent rate if not faster to keep it going and what i think is really cool about it is you have to have punches down the pipe straight down the pipe otherwise you're not going to get a clean straight line or a clean angle from it so this really is helpful. For those that want to just tighten up and reinforce good habits on the boxing side. So shout out to them. And as always, this episode and every episode is brought to you by the Life of a Fighter shop. Go to lifeofafighter.com forward slash shop. We have our fitness and nutrition vault membership up there, our pro coaching membership up there, premium memberships, our ebooks, all of our supplementation, all of our awesome Life of a Fighter approved products and brands are up there. Check them out now. And as always... Be sure to take advantage of the discount. When you are a fitness and nutrition member, you do get a discount as well on all of our products and services. So always be sure to take advantage of that. If you are a member and if you're not, I highly recommend it's $5 a month or $50 for the year. You really can't go wrong. Get access to all types of private content and you get discounts on other products and services. So highly recommend you check that out. And without further ado, we'll jump into today's episode. So first and foremost, we're talking about, again, our goal setting. You guys might even hear me go through a little bit of paper. I took extra notes today because I wanted to go into some important details and not forget some of the key aspects to this. So when we talk about goal setting, we're also going to talk about expectation management. They kinda, the two go hand in hand. And the concept is if I set the lofty goal of, you know, I want to go from, let's say I'm at 20% body fat, I want to go all the way down to 10%, I'm going to do that in four weeks, the expectation management on that is going to be extremely difficult because, That's not realistic. It's not physically possible. So if you set a goal for yourself that's not actually possible, the expectation management side of it becomes just as important because if you can't actually get that goal, it's going to be really difficult for all the other pieces of the puzzle to fall in line. And you're going to set yourself up for failure and disappointment, which a lot of times is going to lead to further, let's say, uh, negative habits or negatively enforced habits that we don't really want to have continuously repeat themselves over and over and over again. So let's first talk about when we are goal setting, what are we doing for goal setting? A lot of times people come up with a goal, whether it's a New Year's resolution or any variation of that. And we've even, I've talked about similar topics and a New Year's resolution post um, on the podcast so you guys can go back to that as well. But the idea here is no matter what we're setting a goal for, and this is beyond even just health and fitness, but I think for everything You're going to do a couple of key things that are going to become really important. First, you're going to write it down, make it tangible, hold yourself accountable to it, make it real, okay? Then you're going to actually set up goals that are specific and measurable. So the idea behind that is you can set a general goal of, I want to feel better. That's a pretty shitty goal. Hey, that sounds great, but in the realistic world of, what does that mean? That's very subjective, it's not very clear cut, and it's hard to figure out and track what... How we even know if we're there when we want to be there and check to see if we're like, did I reach my goal in a month? I don't even know. How do I measure it? So we want to set a specific goal. We want to be able to measure it. So for example, a great one for what I'll I'll use myself as a perfect example, Uh, the last in-body scan I did, I was at 23% body fat. So I want to get down the first goal of four weeks, which I'm actually going to be coming up on, is get to 20% body fat or at least 20% or lower. Okay, so that's a realistic from me knowing my body and I've already done the math and I've already set it up Before this knowing that I can lose about a half a percent to a percent a week Which put me pretty much right exactly at that goal And then it's measurable. So I know I can do another in-body scan and even if I don't hit the goal I can look at what my last scan was and what this scan was and saying oh, okay Because it's measurable because it has a numerical value to one extent or the other I know if I did it or if I didn't okay, so that's a really big one Then we're going to set a deadline So I can say, hey, I want to go from 23% body fat all the way to 10% body fat and that's a great goal and hey, that's measurable too. But what's my deadline? If we don't have a deadline, the chances of you reaching it become less. Okay, we all work better with this, at least most of us, not if not all of us, will work better with a timeline and a deadline behind it so we can stay on track knowing, okay, if I'm going to hit this goal, I need to lose between 0.5 and 1% body fat per week for four weeks to be able to get to that 2 to 4% body fat percentage loss that I'm looking for. Okay. Next, we're gonna make it realistic. So again, it has to be manageable within whatever, if we've written it down, if we, if it's specific and measurable, and it has a deadline, it also has to be realistic within all of those things, because again, But like we talked about before with expectation management, if it's not realistic, it's setting ourselves up for failure. And then once we fail, many people, and hey, it's great if you're the kind of person that you need to fail and that drives you and motivates you and pushes you, hey, that's great. Do that. I'm even behind you on that. But for most people, especially the ones that want to reach goals and it's the first time doing it or it's a harder goal they've never had before, making it realistic, small, realistic steps towards it makes it easier to attain that larger goal. So that's something that we're really going to make sure we do along with all these other things. And then on top of that, the last piece of it, the last piece to that puzzle for me, especially when we're talking about our fitness professionals talking to clients and I'm dealing with a client myself or any one of our coaches are, it not only has to be inspiring to that individual. So when they think of that goal, it inspires them. It gets them excited. There's something that it brings out in them that they want to have it. And on top of that, it's a personally significant goal to them, which is part of what's going to inspire them. So it can't be me defining, hey, I think you should lose – X percent body fat because I think that's what's best for you. I need to talk to the client or you as the, cl- you as the individual have to say, mm-hmm. all right, I can't just take somebody else's goal because that's what I heard. I have to actually take the goal created from myself because that's what I want in my circumstances. And that goes back to the inspiration of it. And again, even the expectation management. So part of that expectation management has to come from you in the extent that not only has it to be realistic, but it has to be something that you want. Okay, so there's something I say to everybody. I said it to Ash, actually, when I met her. I said it to my friends. I say it to clients. So if anyone of you have pretty much talked to me, you've probably heard this. I think there's three basic things you need in any relationship. Okay, you need trust. I got to trust you. You got to trust me on any level that w- whoever we're talking to. We need communication. We both need to be able to communicate with one another of what's happening and how it's going on and be open and honest. And the third, and this is going back to, again, the expectation management, goal setting. And I think the personally significant part is you have to be there, I have to wanna be there. So even if it's, a, <laughs> I talk a client about like their relationship with the gym, you need to trust Whatever gym you're going to, like, especially if we talk about a fight gym, I think this is a good example, but let's take any gym. You have to trust that the gym is going to be open when you show up there, that there's going to be people there. You have to trust that it's going to have the equipment that you want and that you're going to be in a safe environment. You have to communicate. This becomes a little less important unless you're working with a coach. If you're just going in there uh, into the gym, it's not, but communicating with whoever the professional is you're working with, that's a big part of it. And then obviously you have to want to be there. Okay, So if you don't want to be at the gym, and you're not inspired by whatever it is that you're doing. What's the chances of you actually going on a daily basis or with three days a week, two days, whatever the goal is, or whatever your goal is, what's the chances of you actually doing what it takes to get there if you don't even want it? Okay, so that's that's the kind of key pieces to the puzzle. So there's five of them. We're going first, one, write it down. Two, specific and measurable. Three, it's gotta have a deadline. Four, it's going to be realistic. And five, it's got to be inspiring and personally significant to you. Okay. So let's look at two different types of goals and how we're going to frame them. We're looking at outcome-based goals and behavioral-based goals. So the idea behind an outcome-based goal, because we're going to have these, but understanding what these are and how we're going to integrate it into our overall goal setting becomes important because first we look at the outcome goal. Okay. So let's go back to the writing down goal of I want to lose 3% 3% body fat in four weeks, boom, that's my outcome. That's at the end of the day, what do I want to have happen? Now, if I look at the behavioral goal, I need to have the outcome goal first and then when I look at it, okay, what behaviors am I going to do, either on a daily or a weekly or a monthly basis to get myself to the outcome that I want? If I say, okay, here's the GPS, I am gonna pro. I use the GPS analogy a lot, I know where I'm starting, I did my assessments. I did whatever measurable tracking uh, analysis I want to do. Here's my destination. Cool. Boom. I know where I want to go. But now if my GPS doesn't work... And I don't have the behavioral goals I need to accomplish on a daily basis to get there. I'm more than likely not going to get there. But if I know exactly on a daily basis or a weekly basis, what do I need to do to have happen that I'm going to get to that goal at the end of the month, makes it much easier to have accomplished. So for example, again, we talked about the outcome goal is losing that 3% in four weeks. Behavioral goals could be anywhere from I'm going to eat 500 calories less every single day for uh, six days out of the week. And then I'll do that for four weeks in a row. That's one option. Or just anything that's going to be a behavior, like I'm going to increase my workout intensity. So I'm going to do an extra 30 minutes of training every day to help increase my calorie burn to get me to that goal, whatever variation of it. Again, that's just the example of any, it could be any behavior that you're going to do to get you to the outcome. Okay, and again, all the stuff I'm talking about, guys, if you don't feel comfortable doing it on your own or you have questions, reach out to me. Reach out to the team here at Life of a Fighter, whether you go through lifeofafighter.com, you go through our social media, at lifeofafighter on everything except on Instagram. It's going to be at the Life of a Fighter. Um But if you're doing it on your own, that's great. I hope you, you can pull in the resources that you need and have the support, or if you just don't want to be on your own, again, reach out to us. We'll hook you up with our professionals or our systems and, and get you where you need to be. Or if you just need a little input, feel free to reach out to us too. I love talking and helping people with this. Okay. So now we got the idea of, okay, we got an outcome. We have the behavior that we're going to do. Now let's talk about some of the monitoring that we're going to do throughout it. Okay. We're going to do daily monitoring, bi-weekly, monthly, and then even beyond that for long-term goals, you can even do annual or uh, quarterly or biannual um assessments and monitoring, excuse me, to keep you on track or to see, hey, you know what? I'm not on track. I got to make some adjustments here. And the daily things I think can be a little bit simpler. I don't Even daily, I don't like as much because I feel like you can obsess too much over it. But for me, I think daily is a food log. I can look at my food log on a daily basis and say, hey, I ate what I was supposed to eat or I didn't or I went over or I went under, get an idea, maybe checking weight. I don't really recommend checking weight for people on a daily basis. I think that becomes a little too obsessive. Even on the food calorie counting side or any monitoring, I don't want you to necessarily be too consumed with the daily and stress about it. But ultimately, at the end of the day too, we need to be tracking. So it's kind of finding that balance there and not obsessing over it psychologically. So that's one of the daily examples that we can utilize is just doing um, a food log, okay? Then when we look at a bi-weekly analysis, then maybe we talk about, I use my skin fold analysis or another body fat analysis, like for me, it's the in-body scan. I can check, I don't have to wait four weeks before I check my in-body again. I could do it at the end of the week or at the end of the second week and see, hey, you know what? I'm only half a percent down after two weeks. I gotta do something different here. Or hey, I'm ahead of the curve, I'm already 3% down, I hit my goal, i two weeks in, I can change things as I want or whatever variations. We're just seeing if we're on that track. Then on a monthly basis, we can go a little bit deeper. I like performance-based measurements and monitoring on a monthly because that gives you enough time to really see a significant improvement and impact there. And then when you go beyond that, looking at, again, blood work on a quarterly, uh, biannual, or annual basis, that's going to give you even more insight. But again, it takes time for those things to really truly reflect, and have some impact there. So that's something I'd wait a little bit longer on. So those are some of the monitoring that w- systems that we can use or examples that we're going to use to make sure we're keeping ourselves on track with our goals, okay? And this is something I find the next phase we're going to go into is uh, compliance and adherence, okay? So we set these goals, we have our outcomes, we have all the plans perfectly in place. One thing I always think, and I like, I heard that this uh, is a really good quote, is you can have the perfect plan But if it's not a realistic plan for that individual, it's not gonna work. So what I mean by that is, I can have the perfect plan on paper, but if you tell me, Mike, everything on this plan that you wrote for me to eat, I don't like, that's not gonna happen. So it has to be the balance of what's gonna get you to where you wanna be from a behavioral standpoint, but also, again, going back to that realistic. What's realistic for you to implement, okay? And going back to that from the monitoring standpoint, if it is realistic and it is something you can do, let's make sure we're doing it by tracking it. And then we'll go back to this compliance idea. It's a simple, I like a simple checklist. Okay, whatever the behavioral goal is, literally on a daily basis, you you create a little chart or a checklist of, did I do it today, yes or no? Boom, if it's yes, cool, we hit the yes. Um, If you're a coach and you're working with someone, that you see them on their daily or weekly checklist, knocking, uh, checking them off. Yes, you did it. Cool. Congratulate them. Give them praise. Let's keep it going and move it forward. On the other side of it, if it's a no, then this is where people differ. And but from a just sheer psychological standpoint, when we look at it from just the data and what we've seen meta analysis across the board. When you have a no to something, or, or in this example of did you do what you were supposed to do? No berating them and making them feel like shit giving them judgment is not going to get you the long-term end goal that you want especially if you're a fitness professional working with someone. for some people it does work and i get that and some people are actually programmed to, but again for the majority of the population what we see from uh, the meta-analysis of this from a psychological standpoint you want to go with a kind of no judgment of okay that's in the past a clean slate Let's say you wanna start with that clean slate. That was yesterday. Let's worry about what are we gonna do today? And not only are we gonna say, okay, you didn't do it. Now let's keep the same goal. No, we have to actually address what the problem was. So we say, okay, fine. You didn't do what we said we were gonna do. Let's figure out why didn't we do it. Not only are we gonna figure out why we didn't do it, then we're gonna create a new plan based on the reasons why. Again, if we're being honest and we can trust the person, then this shouldn't be a problem. Going back to those principles of what do we need. And then we say, okay, Based on the new information, based on the obstacles we faced, this is the new plan we got up. And then we continuously move forward. And the idea is you keep doing that until you get yeses. Once you get the yeses, that's where the behavioral goals keep rolling in. And then your outcome goal is going to be accomplished. Okay? So, again, guys, there's a whole bunch we can really dive into, even little subsections of that. But I just wanted to break down some of the behavioral um, things that you can do and the goal setting, how to set goals, how to implement plans off those goals and i hope this was helpful for you guys if you have questions obviously like i said earlier feel free to reach out and as always have a great week fighters until next time peace dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter so if you haven't signed up for that do so below it's free and that is it y'all see you on the next one